Congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The second lesson is the lesson for our meditation this morning. John, on the island of Patmos, sees a vision. He says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. A new heaven and a new earth. You know, we might think, why is there a need for a new heaven and a new earth? This is probably one of the biggest questions that I'm asked is, what is it going to be like? What will heaven be like? It's not like anything that you've ever experienced. You can't compare the newness of what God is going to do in this new heaven and new earth and compare it to what we know and experience here on earth. And the reason why is because what we experience here on earth is actually the product of sin. We view it and see it ourselves. We also participate in it when we sin. More often than not, we as human beings, we want to compare heaven with the best of what we have seen on earth. And the reality is that the best on earth isn't even comparable to what we will experience with God and eternal bliss in heaven. I was thinking about this text for about two weeks before I went on vacation. My brother, uh, Dan, he's my older brother. He and I, we every year attend a, a NASCAR race. So this year we had picked Kansas and it happened to be last, uh, last weekend. And sure enough, wouldn't you know it, Dan and I, and Dan loves to golf. He golfs like three or four times a week, well, two or three times a week down in Florida. And so he's a very avid golfer and, and, and a whole lot better than, than I am. And so we always find a golf course and go out and golf. And sure enough, on the golf course, he's out there and it's the beauty and it's a pretty nice day. And he says, this must be what heaven is going to be like. <laughs> sure enough, and I didn't even coax him into it, hadn't even mentioned uh, this text or anything like that. And I said, well, there it is. We, we've done it again that the things that we love of and in this world, we want to compare those things to heaven. It must be like this in heaven. But the reality is what God is doing is something completely and totally new, which means that the newness of what He is doing is beyond our ability to even comprehend, let alone think or surmise or even contemplate. That's how new in the newness of what God is doing. Now we do get a glimpse of the new things that God is doing in this world. And very often they're not those mountaintop experiences that, that we can sometimes see. Very often the newness of what God is doing is very small and meek and mild and very often humble. It comes sometimes, and more often than not, in a soft whisper of God's Word. Now the world and the devil certainly wants us to think of these things in a, the things that, that God is doing in a mundane and ordinary and same old, same old type of attitude. It's difficult sometimes for us to see the newness of what God is doing right now, even through this 
word, even through this sermon, that you might think that you have heard a million times. But what if God is doing something new right now in our midst? Right now in and through this word. Something unlike we've ever seen or experienced before. That this word would come to us and bring to us this new reality for our lives. The vision that John sees is a is a vision of marriage. He sees holy Jerusalem coming down out of heaven as a bride adorned for a husband. It's interesting that God would use marriage as a motif for which to bring about a newness. God desires for you a new marriage. A new marriage right now between you and your spouse. In the midst of a world that would call marriage all kinds of different things. God calls it something very simple. It is the relationship that he has with his church. And so our marriages can become new right now today when they become that which God has done through Jesus Christ. And what did Jesus Christ do for us as the church? He gave himself up for us. He went to the cross and suffered and died for us. Husbands, you have the opportunity now to go and to serve and suffer, to give yourselves over to your spouse, to your wife, and to your family. To give yourself over in the same way that Christ gave himself up for the church and love for the church. In the same way, women, you also have this opportunity to serve your husbands, to serve your families. Think about this, and maybe, maybe you've forgotten, or maybe this might be the first time that you've thought such a thing. But in all the people in the whole world, all the billions of people, God chose for you one person. God chose for you one person. Do you remember the vows for what God has brought together? Let no one put asunder. And that's the truth. And that's maybe the newness of this day to, to look at your spouse as God's gift to you. And now you have this opportunity now to serve in a way that you've never been able or maybe ever thought possible before. Because God serves unconditionally. Now, if our marriages are going to be like the marriages of the world, then we will serve conditionally. The marriages of the world are marriages where I will serve you if, if and only if, I receive from you that which I um, ultimately need. But that's not the way of God. The way of God is this new way. This unconditional love that God has for you and for me. That even in the midst of our sinfulness, God sends Jesus Christ to atone for our sins. And loves us with a love that has no conditions, no strings attached at all. And so now today we get this opportunity to once again go about with the newness of God's unconditional love in our marriages and in our relationships. 
And this isn't just for married people. It's also for us as a church. You see, this church is a place where we get to work out our faith through relationships. Not just in marriages, but also by serving neighbor. You see, your neighbors were put there in front of you by God for the purpose that you might then and he might do a new thing in and through you. And that is to serve them. To serve neighbor without condition. Without strings. No more quid pro quo. But out of pure love. The very love that you yourself have experienced from God. You see, this is the new heaven and the new earth that is coming down that God is forming for himself. And it will culminate. It will have its fulfillment in the day that Jesus Christ comes again. In this new heaven and this new earth, there's nothing that I can compare it to. There's nothing in your world that you have experienced that will make this make sense. It is beyond our ability to even comprehend. It is the pure peace and grace and mercy of God. I just told the kids a few moments ago that God's mercies are new to us every morning. The world and the devil would have you think that it's the same old, same old. That maybe this sermon is even the same old, same old. I've heard it a million times, Pastor. Well, that's the world for you. But God, what He does is something new. The newness of this day, this breath that you're breathing is a new breath. This life that that you have in God is a new life that He has given to you. Your baptism is not the same old, same old baptism of water and the Word. No, your baptism is a baptism of water and the Word by the power of the Holy Spirit to now go and to be equipped by God with the power of God to do the very thing that He's called you to do. Love each other. Love each other. This is the new heaven. This is the new earth. This is God's work. This is what he does. And it's in the simplest thing that you could possibly find. The simplest elements. God's word with water. God's word with bread and wine. The very body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Given for you. So that you might experience today the newness of God's grace and mercy. The newness of his forgiveness the newness of new life in and through him. Amen. There's peace. It does pass our ability as humans to understand. It will guard your hearts and minds ever focused on your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.